things that I have seen kids do is them trying to jump over a puddle but end up missing because they can't jump the size of the puddle and they land right in the puddle. You know, as, as parents and even grandparents, we see these moments, we get a chuckle about it because we see the enthusiasm and the energy of these kids. Well, we can actually learn a lot from kids as they try and jump into puddles because that's actually what it looks like when we follow Jesus. We're willing to jump right in with both feet. What's incredibly important for us today, for Christians, is that we actually know that we're following Jesus. For us to think that we're Christians and we're not, that's actually a, a very bad place to be in. There's certain things that actually change when I decide that I am going to be a Christian and I am going to follow Jesus. But what are they? Sometimes we just take these things for granted. And sometimes we put things on them like, well, going to church or being a good person or all of these other things that we think that it actually means to be a Christian. Well, we're starting this exploration through a lot of the conversations that Jesus had with his disciples. And we find Jesus over in the book of Mark. Mark is a person who followed Jesus and wrote down all of the things that Jesus did. He had this firsthand account or was an eyewitness to the things that Jesus did. And over in Mark, in chapter 1, verses 16 to 20, we see Jesus calling his first disciples, his first people that were around him to follow him. Jesus has been baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan, and he's gone out into the wilderness. He's been tempted by Satan. And now he begins this journey that he is on to become the Savior of the world by going to the cross. But in this journey, he invites others to come alongside. And here's what we read Mark's understanding of what happened as Jesus begins this journey. Mark says, Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a, a little farther, he saw James, the sons of Zebedee, and, and John, his brother, who were in their boat mending nets. And immediately he called to them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. Well, this is a great picture for all of us who have decided to follow Jesus. When Jesus has given this invitation to follow him, there's a response that needs to come from us. It's a response, hopefully, of following. So when I respond to the invitation to follow Jesus, the first thing is that there's a new relationship. Notice verse 17, Jesus says to them, follow me, 
he's just kind of walking along the beach and he's by the Sea of Galilee. And so there's lots of different boats and fishermen there that are going out to the Sea of Galilee to catch fish. And as he walks by Andrew and Simon, he's like, hey, come follow me. Now, in the original language, it, it, we lose it in English, but in the original language, it's, it's very uh, emphatic. It actually says, here, behind me. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. It's like, you over there, get over here, get behind me, kind of thing. This goes beyond merely a formal learning, but it actually says that they are to be with Jesus in this form of, of an apprenticeship. You see, the previous relationship that Andrew and Simon and James and John had was really a relationship of separation or isolation. But now this new relationship is close and intimate. You see, Simon and Andrew and James and John, they already knew about Jesus. They were familiar with Jesus. He just didn't walk by them for the very first time and say, hey, follow me, get behind me. You know, they already understood Jesus. They had been with John when he was baptizing Jesus. They kind of knew a little bit about Jesus. They understood who he was. And so in this moment, when he says, here, behind me, follow me, they begin this new relationship that's close, that's intimate, that's more personal than it ever has been before. The other previous relationship that they had with God and us too is that God has anger towards us. But in this new relationship, it's now full of grace. Grace is this undeserving treatment. God was angry with us, but now he's treating us differently. It's full of grace. You see, the previous relationship is one that we are just in this place of being unteachable. And in fact, just rebellious to everything that God is. But in this new relationship now that we've chosen, that we've decided to follow Jesus, we're in this posture of learning. We're in this posture of wonder as we're like, well, where are we going? What do you have for me as I'm following you? You see, all of this points to what Jesus was really getting at here, meaning I'm inviting you into this full-time apprenticeship. Well, what does this apprentice relationship really look like? Well, a person in our world today who is an apprentice, maybe they're learning to be an electrician, maybe they're learning to be a plumber or a tradesman of some point, of some kind is a person who's learning a trade from a skilled employer having agreed to work for a fixed period of low wages. So when we translate this into what it actually means to be a Christian, to be a believer who's following Jesus, we are learning the trade skills of our Lord and Father in heaven. We are learning about creation. We are learning about our world and how people relate to one another and why things are the way that they are from God, who is this skilled person who created the heavens and the earth. And we've agreed to do this for a, for a period of time and with the benefits that come along with it. 
You see, as a follower of Jesus Christ that believes in Jesus, where we've entered into this new relationship with God, we understand that we need a Savior. We understand that Jesus came and died on the cross for our sins. We understand that we need to personally trust Jesus for eternity. To believe that he has a plan in this world and that he's created this world and that he loves us. And he wants to be in this relationship with us. So let me ask you a question. Are you in a new relationship with God? You see, if we've never responded to this invitation to follow Jesus, there's no new relationship. We are still in this place of separation, separated from God, even his anger being bent towards us and being in this rebellious, unteachable place. But if we have this relationship with God, this new relationship, then all of a sudden it's radically different because we have responded as Simon and Andrew and James and John did to be in this new relationship with God. And this new relationship is this unknown adventure where we're following him in this apprentice-style relationship where we are there with him, behind him, learning all of the things as we spend time with him, just like an apprentice would with a master. Well, those things are happening in our life when we've responded to this invitation to follow Jesus. But there's other things too. You see, when I respond to the invitation to follow Jesus, all of a sudden I have this new role. Notice in verse 17, as Jesus is going by Andrew and Simon, he says to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Now, Simon, Andrew, James, and John were making their living from catching fish. They were, quote, sailors that were out on the sea. They had a family business, and they were involved in the family business, and that's how they provided for themselves, their families, and the people around them. But now, Jesus is like, hey, you're going to be doing something different. He says, I'm going to make you become fishers of men. Now, what does this phrase, fishers of men, actually mean? Well, quickly, shortly, it means rescuing. You see, Simon, Andrew, James, and John were taking fish out of the water. Now, fish and water go really well together. Water is a natural habitat of a fish. But Jesus gives them this change of direction, and, and Jesus is telling these men, you're now going to be taking men out of water, fishers of men. Now, we all know that water is not the natural habitat of people. In fact, leaving people in water for a long period of time will bring about uh, some destruction. It's not good for us. If the water's too cold, we get hypothermia. And even if the water is really warm, it actually 
saps our strength and takes the energy out of our bodies. Uh, we all know what it's like to stay in the bath for too long because our body turns into a prune. You see, water is not the natural habitat of humanity. So when Jesus says to these men who are fishermen, we're going to make you fishers of men, he's saying to them, I'm going to help you become people, fishers of individuals that are stuck in this bad place of destruction and rescue them out of it. You see, a Christian's role in this world is to rescue people from destruction. We're told in Scripture that this world that we live in and enjoy today will actually be de destroyed. It, it's on a course to be burned with fire. We're told in the Scriptures that because we're against God because we've chosen to rebel against his commands that humanity is on a course for destruction. And when someone is in danger of dying, they must absolutely be rescued. And it's actually imperative that they be rescued as soon as possible. That is what this new role that Jesus assigns to Simon, Andrew, James, and John is for, is to rescue people out of this place of eventual destruction. And here's the thing. Every single person who responds to the invitation to follow Jesus has this new role to rescue people from this impending disaster and destruction. Now, if you've ever been able to be a part of rescuing someone, you know that there are so many different roles that need to be played. If someone is drowning, they need someone to actually spot them, but they also need someone to send them some kind of rope or life preserver. And then once they get to shore, if they've been in water for a long time, they need blankets, they need to be kept warm because hypothermia may have set in. They also need people to tell their families to let them know that they're safe and that they're okay. You see, there's all kinds of roles that need to be played when we're rescuing someone from drowning, from disaster or destruction. All of these roles are the responsibility of the people who have actually said, yes, I'm responding to this invitation to follow you. So when... Simon and Andrew and James and John left their nets and got up and said, yeah, I'm going to start following Jesus. They were stepping into this new role to become fishers of men, to become people who would be rescuing others from this place of disaster. So let me ask you a question. Have you embraced this role of rescuing people as a believer? Do you even see people in the world around you in need of rescue? And are you actively involved in trying to play your part in rescuing them? 
You see, a lot of us, we close our eyes to the brokenness and the hurt that is around us. A lot of us, even in our own selves, struggle with saying that I need to be rescued. But there are all kinds of people that need to be saved and rescued from impending disaster and destruction. That's your role as you follow Jesus, to be in a new relationship with him, to be close, to be intimate, to walk in this place of undeserving treatment where you're learning and you're growing and understanding who God is. Meanwhile, you're helping everyone that you come across, pulling them out of this place of destruction, this place of impending danger by not being rescued by following Jesus. Well, this is not all that God has for those that have decided to follow Jesus. You see, when we respond to this invitation to follow Jesus, yes, there's a new relationship. Yes, there's this new role, but there's also a new direction. Notice verse 18 as Jesus is telling Simon, Andrew, James, and John to follow him. It says, and immediately they left their nets and followed him. And in verse 20, when we see James and John, it says, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. You see, the picture we get here is that they just drop everything. They just drop everything and they're, and they're just like, I'm going in this direction to follow Jesus. There's a total change of occupation. There is a renunciation where there's a formal rejection, leaving their career of fishing and family behind. It's a, divide, a, a decisive change of lifestyle and also the immediacy of it. Now, this doesn't mean that every person who decides to follow Jesus must leave a career or leave a family. What it points out is that there's a new direction for us. I now see the bigger picture. I now do things differently because I see things differently. When we're going in a new direction, we are now going along in a path. We are not going on in a path that we were headed on, it's now a new direction, a different direction. So are you going in this new direction? The direction God himself has set out for you as his apprentice. You see, if we've never responded to the invitation of Jesus, there's no new relationship, there's no new role, and there's no new direction. Everything is still the same because I haven't responded to the invitation to follow Jesus. And this is actually a good evaluation for us to know whether we're actually a believer in Jesus, to actually know whether we are a Christian. Because if we are a Christian, there is a new relationship, there is a new role, and there is a new direction. All of us, need to be on this new journey. Every single person, because the impending disaster of drowning is coming. 
there is no question that God is not slow or slack in fulfilling his promise that he will destroy this world and that there is an end to human life. We all kind of know that. We know that there is an end at some point. And God says, I can save you from that impending disaster by you just deciding to follow me. I want to encourage you today, no matter where you are, whether you are a believer or whether you, you don't really fully believe, you're kind of a little skeptical about all of this stuff about the Bible and Jesus, or maybe you do believe and it's just been hard for you to follow Jesus. I want to encourage you to respond to this invitation to follow Jesus. To know that you have this new relationship and that you have these new roles and that there is a new direction. Get connected to other people that are on the same journey as you. Because together, we're following Jesus. We're following him and we're jumping in with both feet as we follow him and what he has for us. Let me pray for you. Your Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness to us. Lord, I pray for all of us that we would be fully committed, that we would have this new relationship with you because we've decided to follow you. Lord, that it would go further than that and that we would fully comprehend this new role that we have as we follow you. And Lord, that we would be going in this new direction, not in a direction that is away from you, but in a direction that is with you. Partnering with you and seeing what you are doing in our world today. So God, would you help us with this? Would you help us stay on your path that you have for us? And we pray all of this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.